What is the church? I feel like this question could go so many different ways, but I want to focus on specifically what the church is. And since I'm a Christian, and I will be approaching this from a Christian's point of view, the Bible is going to be my sole source of information for all the statements and points that I may propose. Now, the world we live in today has an extremely distorted view of what the church is and should look like, thus I will compare what wrong thinking of the church is to what the church looks like in the Bible. In doing this, I will present a few of the biggest questions I think we all should know as Christians in order to more fully understand what the church is and what a healthy church should look like. Let's jump straight into question one. What is the definition of church? Out of curiosity, I went online and looked up what the definition of the word church was, and I got answers like these. A building used for public Christian worship. House of God. The Lord's house and house of prayer. Notice how all of these definitions are referring to a building or a place, and that is not the church. These are all worldly views of what the church is and what the world thinks the church is. So now that we know what the world thinks the church is, let's look to the Bible and see what it says. The Bible says the church is the bride of Christ. You can read about that in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 33. In other words, the church are those who belong to Christ. We can read about that in Romans 12, verses 4 and 5. For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we, who are many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. You see, the church is the body of believers, the Christian community. We are all united through Christ. The Greek word for church is ecclesia, and it was not used a single time in the New Testament referring to a synagogue, temple, chapel, tabernacle, or a building of any kind. The church is not something you can see or touch. It is not a building. And yes, we may say things like, are you coming to church this week? But the actual church is simply the bride of Christ. Now that we have a better understanding of what the church is, let's ask the second question. Who should belong in the church? Let's talk about the actual building itself for a second. Who should be going to church on a weekly basis? Well, let's ask, who is the church for? We just covered that the church itself is the body of believers. Therefore, the church is for the believer. How can an unbeliever worship God? Let's look at John chapter 4, verse 23. But an hour is coming, and now it is, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. Jesus said that true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. You see, not everyone who's sitting through a worship service is worshiping God, and not everyone who is singing on Sunday mornings is worshiping God. How can an unbeliever give glory and honor to God? They can't. Why should we corrupt the body by so heavily trying to bring in the lost to church? Why are we trying so hard to bring in the very people that Paul says we should excommunicate from the church? 1 Corinthians 5.13 Remove the wicked man from among yourselves. Now, I personally don't think there's anything wrong with bringing a friend or family to church, but when it becomes the number one priority of that church to bring in as many people as possible, that church has lost focus. To better understand, let's ask the third question. What is the role and purpose of the church? Let's read the Great Commission, which is Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That is something that Jesus commanded the church to go do. One of the other main reasons of the church is to worship God. And as I mentioned earlier, no unregenerate person can worship or honor God. As Christians, we use a building as a meeting place to encourage one another and build up one another. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another, just as you also are doing. Where Paul says one another, he was referring to the brethren. He's referring to your brother in Christ. He is telling believers that when they meet up, to encourage and build up each other. As a church, we are also to take the Lord's Supper with one another. And if the majority of the congregation is lost, they could be in a confusing situation. 
To understand what I mean, let's look to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Now keep in mind, here Paul is talking about the Lord's Supper. But a man must examine himself, and in so doing, he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself, if he does not judge the body rightly. For this reason, many among you are weak and sick, and a number asleep. In verse 28, Paul tells us to examine ourselves before taking the Lord's Supper, so that we may repent of any ongoing sin. An unbeliever's life is full of sin, and they are not made right with God. They have nothing in their life that God takes pleasure in. And as we can see in verse 30, some have become sick and even died because they partook in the Lord's Supper and were not made right with God. It is important, however, to realize that it is the pastor's job to explain who the Lord's Supper is for and what it actually means. Now on a different note, let's look at Acts 2.42, which lays out more things that the church should do. Devote ourselves to teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. The leaders of the church should teach the believers good biblical apologetics and the tools needed to evangelize, and in doing so, the church may grow. The pastor's job is to teach the body of believers so they can grow in their faith. It is not their job to share the gospel every single sermon because of the large percentage of the people in the congregation who are not saved. It is good to be reminded of how great God is, but if the pastor is preaching biblically, he will naturally be talking about the gospel often without even having to set aside a part of the sermon for the unbelievers. Let's ask another question. Should we excommunicate people from the church? Look at Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 17. I will read verse 17. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen to the church, let him be to you a Gentile and tax collector. It's important to know the context of this verse. And Jesus is basically saying that if you see a brother who's living in sin, go and talk to him one on one. If he doesn't listen to you, take a couple brothers in Christ and talk to him again. If he doesn't listen to you then go tell it to the entire church, and if he doesn't listen to the church, excommunicate him from the church and have nothing to do with him. Let's also see 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. I will read verse 5 where Paul says, I have decided to deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of his flesh, so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Paul is writing to the church at Corinth, and he said he has already judged those who claim to be Christians, yet live immorally, even though he is not even there in person. He said he would deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of his flesh, not so that he would be sent to hell, but so that he might be saved. You see, we excommunicate people from the church out of love so that they might be saved, so that they might repent from their sins. If the church accepts the sinner and the sin they are living in, why would that sinner change? We live in a culture where the so-called church today says all are welcome. All as in the unrighteous, the wicked, the greedy, the murderers, the deceitful, the slanderers, the haters of God, the boastful, the inventors of evil, the fornicators, the homosexuals, the adulterers, and any who practice lawlessness. If we become comfortable with allowing anyone in the church to become members, we are setting up that church for destruction. The actual church is holy and the body of believers is holy and it should remain so. It becomes a numbers game for large churches. How many people can we get to sign up as members? That is the question so many pastors focus on. There's a difference between being a member of a church and just going to the church. When you become a member of a church, you are saying you claim to be a Christian, and therefore the other members of that church should hold you accountable for sin you may be living in. The answer to the question is yes, we should absolutely excommunicate members from the church if they are living in unrepentant sin. Now I'm going to wrap up this podcast with a quick summary. The church is Christ's bride. The church is not a building. It is the body of believers. It is meant to be kept pure. We should not allow the church to become corrupt by allowing anyone to become members and trying so hard to bring in so many worldly people. We should hold members of the church accountable for sin they may be living in, and if they are unrepentant, we should excommunicate them from the church with the hope that they might be saved. The church's job is to provoke one another to love and good works, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. 
and to edify the saints. If the Christian community did not disregard any of what the Bible says about what a healthy church looks like, we would so minimize the vast majority of problems we have in the church today. Now, this podcast is an extremely brief look at what the church is and what a healthy church should look like, so I encourage anyone listening to do their own research according to the Bible so that God may reveal truth to you. Thank you for listening to the end of the podcast, and until next time, this is Dominic Baroni.